So we're going to be learning the Sefer Emunu Bitachan, a book of the Chazanish that talks about uh, what Jewish faith and Jewish belief in Hashem consists of. Before we start actually reading the Sefer, I just wanted to do one more introduction after yesterday's introduction. I want to just discuss what the word Emunah means at all, right? So the word Emunah we translate as belief. Now, it's belief in what? Right? Very difficult to figure out what the answer is to that question. If we knew everything about God, then God would not no longer be a mystery. And to quote the Katzke Rebbe, famously said after a program, when one of his Hasidim asked him, why did God do this to, to the people? Why did he allow them to get killed? Katzke Rebbe said, if I knew everything about why God does what he does, I wouldn't be able to believe in that God. So we're never going to understand everything about God. And as we saw in this past week's Torah portion, Moshe Rabbeinu himself asks Hashem to tell him the secret of his ways. And Hashem says, I can't tell you the secret of my ways. So we're not going to reach that level of belief. So we are commanded to have some level of belief in Hashem. And what is that exactly? And how do we reach that level? I want to discuss a little bit tonight. So there's actually two different perspectives about the nature of belief. When God reveals himself to the entire Jewish nation at Mount Sinai, at the Ten Commandments, at the Ten Utterances, technically, his first statement is, Anochi Hashem asher Mitzrayim. I am Hashem your God who took you out of Egypt. Is this actually a commandment to believe in God? When we think of the Ten Commandments, we certainly think this is the first one of the Ten Commandments. Right? But is it actually a commandment? So the Rambam, right? The Rambam, who wrote a Sefer mitzvah, who wrote a book of the 613 commandments, does count this as his very first mitzvah in the book of 613 commandments, very first one, mitzvah to believe in God. However, the Ramban, Nachmanides, who lives about 70 years after the Rambam and wrote glosses on the Rambam's book of mitzvahs, in which he brings, right here at the very beginning, he brings the opinion of the Baal HaLachas Kedolos. The Baal HaLachas Kedolos, we're not sure who wrote it, but it was written in either the 700s or 800s. And it's the very first compendium of the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah. Ramban says, the Baal HaLachas Kedolos disagrees with the Rambam and says that one cannot be mandated, cannot be commanded to believe in Hashem. It says, first of all, <coughs> excuse me, first of all, there's no command spoken when Hashem says these words, Anochi Hashem Alekacha. Right? Normally, when the Torah gives us a commandment, the Torah tells us, and Hashem said to Moshe, tell the Jewish people, saying, they have to do bris milah. They have to teach Torah. Whatever the mitzvahs are, there's always a commandment there. But there's no commandment here. It's just identifying himself. The Baal HaKadol says, it's not a commandment that we have to believe in Hashem. It's just an identification of who is the one speaking to you right now, revealing himself at Mount Sinai. The person, not the person, but the force that took you out of Egypt. Now, aside from this first problem, that the language doesn't seem to be compelling, an act of belief, it's just an identification, there's also two very famous philosophical problems with the Rambam's approach, that God is actually commanding us to believe in him. Haste Crescas, who lived in Spain during the 14th century, and also took a very rationalist approach to Judaism, discusses both these problems in his Sefer, in his book, Or Hashem, the Light of God. Number one, how can we be commanded to believe in the person who is commanding us to believe. That's a very circular thing. Either we believe in God already, and therefore, okay, you commanded us to believe in you. Well, we believed in you, or else we, or else we wouldn't be believing in you. Or we don't believe in you. But if we don't believe in you in the first place, then why would we listen to the command to believe in you? We don't believe in you, right? So those are one problem that the Chastei Kreskas has with the idea of having a commandment to believe in God. So the second problem is, the only way that we will believe is if we see evidence of something, in which case, commandment becomes a moot point again. If we see the evidence, then we're compelled to believe in something, not 
due to free will. We always have one of the axioms of Judaism is we have free will and we have the ability to choose to do something and to not do something. We choose to do the right thing, we get rewarded. We choose to do the wrong thing, there are consequences. Now, if we believe in something because there's evidence, then that's not free will, choosing to believe in something. I believe in that because my intellect is telling me that this is true. That's not a choice, right? I saw a very nice modern day analogy someone brought down online. So if the flat earth society somehow took control of the world, mandated belief in a flat earth, our belief system wouldn't change, right? We would say, I know that you're wrong, right? Maybe we would say we didn't want to get killed. So maybe we would say, no, you must be telling the truth. You're probably right. I do believe you, but we wouldn't actually believe them. Now, if they actually brought a proof that they were correct, we wouldn't believe them because they commanded us to believe them. We would believe them because the evidence mandates that we believe them. So two problems that Kreskas has. Number one, it's a circular argument. If God is the creature, is the force that is commanding us to believe in him, well then, if we already believe in him, then we don't need the commandment. And if we don't already believe in him, the commandment is meaningless. And number two, how does this work with the concept that we have of free will? If we have free will, that means the only reason that we should ever believe in something is because we make, and the only reason we ever are supposed to do something is because we are taking the choice to do something. Belief is evidence-based. If it's evidence-based, it's intellect, it's something that I know. So those are his two problems. Now, let's answer the second question first. The Abarbanel explains the second question. He says there is no commandment to believe. The commandment is to pursue the question of whether or not I should believe. The commandment is to delve into, should I believe or not? So since there's no commandment to actually believe and there's just a commandment to pursue it, so now we're talking about an actual activity. It's not something that it was, it's in your knowledge base and therefore either you believe or you don't believe. You have a commandment to actually pursue the question. And that is an activity-based thing. And therefore, you have the ability to choose, do I want to do it or not? That's free will. How about the first question? First question, we're going to leave till a little bit later. So this whole thing only works in the Rambam in his book that's counting the mitzvahs of the Torah. However, in the Yad Chazaka, the Rambam also has another book. It's called the Yad Chazaka. It has 14 volumes, and it goes through all of the mitzvahs of the Torah, but in the halachic sense. It doesn't list the mitzvahs in order. It just goes through everything that we are commanded to do as Jews in our daily life. And it's a different formulation. He doesn't say one is obligated to believe in Hashem. He says one is obligated to know Hashem, to actually know what Hashem is. So and the question is, why does Rambam in one place say there's an obligation to believe in Hashem? In one place he says there's an obligation to know Hashem. So it seems like a contradiction, right? Belief and knowledge is not the same thing. So many people answer. Initially, there's a lowest level of obligation is to believe that God created the world and divine providence orders the world. Right? that there is a divine providence overseeing what happens in the world. A higher level is to get to a point in which it isn't just a belief, it isn't just some sort of esoteric and abstract feeling that God runs the world. It's actually on the level of knowing God, almost evidence-based. How does one reach a level of actually knowledge of God? And what are the activities that one has to do to really achieve belief in God on any level? So once again, there's two different ways to say over how one gets to this level. The Rambam himself gives us two different ways. In the Sefer HaMitzvot, in the book in which he goes through the mitzvot of the Torah, the Rambam focuses on the depth of belief in Hashem that can be achieved through learning Torah and following the commandments written in the Torah. And that's what the Rambam says in Moran Avucham as well. The Torah, which is the wisdom of God, which is sort of the, the plan that God has for the world, the more that we learn Torah, the more that we follow the mitzvot, that itself is going to lead to a level of belief in God who gave us the mitzvot and the Torah. And like I said, that's what Ramam says in the Moran Avucham, Guide to Perplexed as well. However, in the Yad HaChazaka, in his Halachic book, Ramam says again, a little bit differently. He says, you know how you reach a level of belief or knowledge in God? It's through contemplating the beauty of the natural world. And that itself is going to lead to a belief in God. 
So what's going on over here? And what's the difference? Why in one place does he say one thing and in other place he says something else? So there's a famous, uh, a mashal, a parable to explain what the difference is. There's a, an art critic who is looking at this beautiful painting and everybody's waiting. This art critic, he is the one who knows everything about art. So they're waiting for his judgment. What does he think about this paint, painting? And he's sitting there and he's looking at it and he says, sour milk. And everybody's trying to figure out sour milk. What are you talking about over here? What's, what's the sour milk? So someone looks at his glasses a little bit more closely and he sees that his glasses are dirty and they have milk on the glasses. So he's looking at the painting, but he was really looking at the painting through his glasses that had sour milk on it. So the way we explain it is like this. First, we need to learn Torah to get the proper perspective, to clean our glasses of, of the biases and the perspectives that we have taken into ourselves through interactions with this world that don't necessarily give us the right perspective on the natural, beautiful world. And only then can we analyze the beauty of the world that Hashem has created. And then that itself can lead to a higher level of belief in God. So to answer Kreskas's first question, it only makes sense to command people to believe in Hashem on a deeper level if they've already reached a lower level of belief. And indeed, there is no commandment that would make sense to say, I command an atheist to believe in me. It wouldn't make any sense. The commandment is to command people who already have reached a lower level of belief in Hashem to reach a higher level of knowledge of God. Now, how do we do that? It's like we said, one level is to reach a level of learning Torah and doing the mitzvahs. And that is actually the lower level of belief that one can reach. Through doing that, we get some sort of abstract knowledge of what Hashem's will for the world is and what Hashem's plan for the world is through learning Torah and through doing the mitzvahs. But to reach the higher level of belief that God created the world, and I actually know that God created the world, that can only be achieved through after having learned the Torah and after doing the mitzvahs and getting the proper vision and the proper glasses, through then studying the beauty of the natural world, one can actually achieve a level of knowledge in God. So God willing, tomorrow night, we're going to start the Sefer Emunah Bitachon. And Emunah Bitachon is going to begin talking about these ideas, about how through, through a really delving into the mysteries of the world and, and giving a proper perspective on what the purpose of the world is, how that itself can lead to a high level of emuna, of belief and knowledge in God. Take care, everyone. Be well. Stay safe.